Hi, this is Nancy Herald, and welcome to my show, High Road to Humanity. In every episode, I tell you powerful true stories filled with great wisdom that you can use in your own life as you strive for a higher road to travel. My featured guests will have their own unique stories to tell that enlighten your mind and your soul. So kick back, relax, and learn the secret to success when you take the high road. Hi, this is Nancy Yerald, and welcome to High Road to Humanity. And what a guest we have today. Maurice Cattarell is joining me, and he's overseas. He's, um, he's in the UK, and he is going to tell us a little bit about future science. And he's also going to put it together with the spirituality aspect, which is so awesome because people don't do that. But before I bring Maurice on, if you haven't heard of him, Maurice Cotterell, let me give you a little information. Okay, so sit back and relax. And let me tell you about Maurice. In 1989, while working at Cranfield University, Maurice Cattarell found a way of calculating the duration of long-term magnetic reversals on the sun. Using this knowledge, he was able to break the codes of ancient sun-worshipping civilizations. First, the Mayans of Central America, the Varachos of South America, the Terracotta Warriors of China, and the Celts of Europe. His research explains how the 28-day spinning sun regulates fertility in females and how it determines personality of the fetus in the womb. And that's called sun sign astrology. You know, it explains how the sun causes uh, schizophrenia and how overhead power lines and mobile phones cause cancer. And it explains how the sun brings periodic catastrophic destruction to earth. Now, his own unique coding process reveals amazing pitch, pictures from archaeologically, archaeological treasures that explain the spiritual mysteries of life. Now, in 2007, he put forward a new theory on how gravity must work. By 2008, he had revised the work to include a step-by-step -step guide explaining how the gravitational mechanism actually works. And by 2010, his continuing research solved the 12 great mysteries of physics, including how electricity and magnetism work at atomic level, why the atom is stable, and the nature of dark matter, which we're going to talk about. So, Maurice, welcome to High Road to Humanity. Thank you. Thanks for coming on today. You know, I have so many questions for you. I guess the first thing is, and, and let me hold your book up here, because for the people who are watching us on YouTube today, this is called Future Science, you guys. And it's the forbidden science of the 21st century. Now, I guess my first question, Maurice, is why is it the forbidden science of the 21st century? That's my first question. Okay, well, they have their own ideas of how things don't work. <laughs> and they don't want to give up. They don't want to give up those ideas because they get attached to them. People do get attached to their ideas. Right. And uh, for over 300 years since Isaac Newton tried to figure out how gravity worked, uh, they've been trying to find ways of explaining why objects fall to the ground and why they all fall at the same speed. Right. And nobody knows. But they've spent centuries looking for the answer yeah. and uh, new branches of science developed in the 1800s and 1900s called physics to right. try to explain away the fundamental forces of nature and they failed hopelessly to explain why objects fall to the ground okay. now i find this fascinating because you can see everybody knows from the moment we we get up onto our feet and start to walk we fall over so something is, pu is pulling us down to earth all of the time Right. And yet nobody knows. And we've had an army of physicists on budgets of billions and billions for over 330 years trying to figure out how this simple force works. Well, let me stop you there. Do you think that they're doing this because because I, I, I feel this way and I want to know how you feel. Are they not coming up with the answer because then the money would stop? That's the, one of the reasons. Okay. It's it, several reasons. One right. of them is if, if you're looking for something and you're getting paid to look for it, 
then it's, there's no incentive to find what you're looking for <laughs> because the pay will stop. And once the pay stops, they're all on the dole, they're all out of work. So they're never going to find it. Right, there's exactly. It. Right. Another one is ineptitude. Okay. Another one is just uh, they think once a problem has failed to be uh, reconciled or explained by an intelligent person, for example, in 1850, for example, an intelligent person forgot how to explain something or wasn't able how to explain something, then they say, well, okay, that guy's intelligent and he couldn't explain it. Um. So therefore, logically, the guy who explains it must be more intelligent than him. I see. Which I is see. a fallacious argument. Correct. It's a Correct. fallacious argument for two reasons. One, it doesn't necessarily need to, to be a more intelligent person. You just have to look at the problem a different way. Correct. Right. And the second reason, the second reason is there is no such thing as intelligence. Now, once you understand there's no such thing as intelligence, their their first argument about you have to be more intelligent than all the other physicists that have come before in order to explain this problem. It's just fallacious. Right. Now, it's, it, you have to change the way your mindset is, the way you think about these problems. I don't come to a problem and think, okay, I have to be more educated. I have to be more clever than right. the 150,000 people who have looked at this problem the right way. You need to look at it a different way. You need to look at it from a different angle. Right, right. That makes total sense to me, Maurice. Total sense. Right. Yes. So I think when I'm in the garden, digging the garden, and (laughs) I see a swallow fly through the branches of a tree, I think to myself, that must be a very intelligent swallow to fly through the branches of a tree 100 miles an hour without banging into a branch. Mm Mm-hmm. But then the logical side of me thinks, well, hang on a minute. The swallow has a a brain the size of a pea. So the swallow cannot be intelligent. Therefore, it is not flying through the branches of the tree using its own intelligence. Uh, What I do know is I know what God is. Right. And I know God is inside the swallow. Bingo. Because God is electric. God yes. is electromagnetic energy yes. and God moves at the speed of light. Right. So it's not a problem for God. God can kill 10 birds with one stone, if you like, do 10 things at the same time. But Maurice, so, let me stop you a second. Why do you think we've gotten so far away from God? Because it all goes back to God. It really does. Exactly. But we're in a world of illusion, as a Maya said. Maya is an ancient Sanskrit word, and it means illusion. Everything mm-hmm. we see around us is illusion. We think it's real, but it's not really real. We think we, we value things which are of no value, right. and we do not value the things which are very important. I agree. For example, I don't like doing video interviews. I don't, I shouldn't say like, that's a bad word to use. Oh, come on, Maurice, you're awesome. <laughs> not to do video interviews or television interviews and the reason for that is i prefer radio because as i mentioned on a a previous talk every human being is four human beings in one we have an intellectual body Mm -hmm. an emotional body a physical body and a spiritual body and those four bodies are uh, jostling with each other for position inside every one of us and every human being is a half god and a half devil we're right. Half half. I know. Now, I think that's crazy, but it's true, isn't it? We're half God and then we're half bad. And then we, it's up to us to choose, right? Isn't that it? Well, there's a, there's a better way of doing it. You can figure it out. And when you think smart and you figure it out, okay. it's not a question of choice. Okay. Uh, as, I, as I said, it's like uh, people are programmed genetically to either like or dislike what God has chosen to create. But there isn't no, that's because we're living in hell and everything we see around us is hell and it's mm-hmm. the devil. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's the opposite of God. Now, as soon as you start to like or dislike what God has created, you set yourselves up against God and you start to fight God. And the problem is taking it to its logical extension. If you start to dislike what God has created, then the dislike leads to hate and hate leads to anger, anger to destruction and this destruction to killing and perpetual wars, which which fuels this hell we are in. Right. So uh, 
it's not the liking and disliking. You have to stand back and be very cautious. But going back to the video, you say, well, why is it bad? Uh, to, to, why do you prefer not to be on a video with somebody? Right. Because when we're on a video with somebody, our senses, our senses, that's the intellectual body, starts to fight with God and fight with the devil. And it's very confusing. For example, <clears throat> and don't get me wrong, I'm very happily married. Right. But when I walk down the street and I see an attractive female, I have impure thoughts. Okay. <laughs> Thanks because for being honest eyes, there, Maurice. <laughs> my eyes are telling, giving me information which my, heart, which my heart gets confused over. Right. Now, I have a friend who's blind. Okay. When he goes down the street, he doesn't see attractive women. He doesn't have impure thoughts. So when his soul leaves his body, when he dies, he goes to heaven and I come back to hell. Because <laughs> I've been the one with impure thoughts. Right. And my voltage has gone down. His voltage has not gone down. Well, yeah. So no, we've got think- well, no, we've got about two minutes to break, but I want to talk about the voltage, how it goes down, because for what you explain in the book is that we have that option. And I guess that's where I came up with the choice thing. Because if we choose to be um to follow God, then we are really elevating our vibration so that we can eventually make it back to heaven because that's the whole deal. He's trying to expand his light, his energy, and we are an extension of God. So when we expand our light, then we go back up to God. Is that correct? Did I say that right? It's correct. Okay. It's correct. Okay. Okay. All right. But it's not, it's not a question of you're, you're confusing choice with the rules of the game. Okay. We're in hell. Okay, look, this tells you that if you love your neighbor, you'll go to heaven. That's right. Okay? That's right. Hey, you know. It doesn't tell you how. It doesn't tell you how to love your neighbor. All right. All right. Hey, Maurice, we're going to go to commercial break. You guys, when we come back, we're going to talk more about heaven and hell and how we get to heaven. I'm here today with Maurice Cutzarell. His book that we're talking about today is called Future Science, the Forbidden Science of the 21st Century. And if you are watching me on YouTube today and not listening to me on the podcast, I'm holding the book up. Hey, this is Nancy Yerout. This is High Road to Humanity, and we will be right back. Hang on, we have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, to book a session with Nancy to learn how to tap into your own abilities. Have you ever been in a situation where you needed a miracle? I think most of us probably have. Whether it's a financial emergency, health crisis, or some other serious situation, most of us know the feeling of helplessness and even hopelessness. Now imagine having to wait for a miracle for six months, even a year or more. That's the situation for thousands of children all around the world who are waiting for a sponsor. Their only hope of escaping the poverty around them is someone like you choosing them. This is Nancy Yarrow, and I'm joining with compassion to give you the chance to be the miracle in a child's life. For a little more than a dollar a day, you'll provide the physical, emotional, and spiritual support a child needs, not just to survive poverty, but to be released from poverty in Jesus' name. Don't make a child wait one day longer for their miracle. You can find out more or sponsor a child right now. Just go to my website, nancyyearout.com. That's www.nancyyearout.com. We want to thank you so much for listening to High Road to Humanity. This is where Nancy and her guests tell stories that will guide you and enlighten your mind and soul. Now, welcome back to the High Road. Hi, this is Nancy Yerout. This is High Road to Humanity. I'm here today with Maurice Cutterell. Maurice, you said it's not choice. You said 
talk to me about this. Explain this to me. Um, what do we need to do? And, and let's back up a little bit. Your whole idea um, is about gravity and that and matter and energy. And you say there are only two known states of being in our universe, matter and energy. Can you rewind a little bit? Maybe we should talk a little bit about that before we get into all the heavy God stuff. What do you okay. Think? What do you think? Okay. Okay. Well, just in a minute. In a just minute. Just in a minute. Okay. What else are you going to tell okay. me? <laughs> okay. Now, so the Bible goes to great lengths to tell us to love our neighbor. And that's all we have to do. And we'll go to heaven. Because okay. when we love people, our voltage goes up and we escape the earth's gravity when the soul leaves the body. Right. I got that. This book, the Bhagavad Gita, 81 pages. This is a holy book of the Hindu. Right. Tells us how to love our neighbor. There's a difference. Okay. Because you haven't seen my neighbor. No. <laughs> and you haven't seen mine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so this is the key. Yes. Okay. Now, this is a great book. Okay. But right. this is the key. This tells you how to love your neighbor. Now, the, uh, once, you know how, once you know you're in a game, right. you've got to understand the rules of the game. Tell us the rules, Maurice. Tell me the rules. Tell me the rules. Okay. Well, the rule is you've got to love your neighbor and you'll go to heaven. (laughs) But it's like the trouble is once you tell people the rules of the game, they can manipulate the rules and cheat. And they can get to heaven, but in a different way. So bad people start getting to heaven. So you can't allow whatever mechanism you've got in hell, you've got to make sure the bad people don't slide around the edge and get to heaven by mistake or the rich people or the bad people, anything like that. You can only let the really good people get to heaven. So that's what I'm saying is although it's about choice. You know, they say the road to hell is paved with good intentions. My my grandma used to say that she used to always say that the road to hell is paved with good intentions. And but it's true. It's true, isn't it? Well, it's very true. It's very true. But you can say, okay, I want to be a good person. I believe in God. I believe in heaven. Uh, He's told me we're in hell. Great. I can escape if I do this. It's like being in a prison camp. And uh, we we can't see the first rule of hell is you don't tell them they're in hell. Because as soon as you tell them they're in hell, they'll all try to escape and you'll make a rod for your own back. So the, the big secret is you don't tell people in hell. You send them flowers and birds singing and pretty little girls and everybody's happy and clouds with violinists floating by. And they think it's a beautiful world, isn't it? You know, I've had Jehovah's Witnesses knock on the door and tell me how beautiful the world is. And I say to them, come on here, look at the news on RT. Look at them all killing each other on the television. You're telling me it's a beautiful world. I said, it's not a beautiful world it's illusion you yeah. think it's a beautiful world right. and that's a st- step number one to being in hell okay so now we get into the world of matter so where did hell come from well everything came from god that's what the bible tells us right. and the bhagavad gita tells us the same thing right. and and if, if we look at this in a physics sense all of the holy books whether it's the uh, quran whether it's the uh uh, the Dharmapada of the Buddhist, whether it's the Gita of the Hindu, whether it's the uh, Bible of the Christian, whether it's the, uh, the, uh, the, the Jewish Torah, whether right. it's any of the holy books, they all say in the beginning there was God and right. God was light. Well, we know today, or at least we believe, we think we know, that uh, light is electromagnetic energy, which is a vibration of electrical energy and magnetic energy. Right. And... Energy is very difficult to explain because you can't see it and you can't touch it. Well, you can get an electric shock from it. But, but you, you can feel it, but you can feel it. Oh, oh you can definitely feel it because right. we're all different voltages and you can right. feel when there's a, vo- a voltage difference because yes. we're different. Or if we have the same voltage, that's how we connect, right? If we're on the course. same, that's when they say you're on the same wavelength. Of course, I'm okay. vibration. Okay. Okay, you've got voltage and you've got frequency right. and you've got phase that these are three different components of electricity. It's not just voltage. It's not just being in the same phase. Mm-hmm. And it, it could be a different frequency, it, which would automatically, by default, take you to, into a different phase. But uh, it's like everything in nature tries to reach an equilibrium. If it's too hot, it tries to become cold. If it's too cold, it tries to become hot. So if you walk into a room which is hotter than you, 
you will try to move up to the room because the room feels hot. So the room will heat you up. If you walk into a room which is colder than you are, you will cool down because you will try to become at the same temperature as your, your surroundings. You'll try to acclimate. Okay. Right. Yeah. Now, okay. if you, everything, you are a voltage. Let's say you, Nancy, for example, today is 6.197 volts. That's okay. your voltage today. What that means is everything you've touched today is 6.197 volts because it discharges. Your voltage discharges. So if you touch uh, something on your, your, your perfume bottle, on your uh, dressing table, it becomes 6.197 volts. It's your voltage. Okay. If you touch a cup, it becomes 6.1974 volts. Now you leave the room and somebody goes into the room who's nine volts and their hairs will stand up on end on their ha hands because the voltages are different. It's a three-fold difference between everything you've touched and them. And they'll feel creepy. They feel all spooky. <laughs> right. Okay. okay. And your hair stands up on end because it's static <laughs> electricity. And that's why you know when somebody's been in your room and touched something of yours. Because if they touch your perfume, it goes down, it goes up to nine volts. And when you touch it, you can feel it's different. Okay. Now, I'm going to ask you a question that I don't know if anybody's ever asked you this or not, but I'm going to ask you because it concerns me. And a lot of people like me. So I'm an empath. So when I'm close to somebody, I can pick up energy from them, but I can also pick up energy of other people that they've been around. Sure. And, oh, you yeah. know, so I'm, so I'm constantly trying to keep myself in balance because not wanting to, not even wanting to, I have the ability, God gave it to me, to pick up other people's energy fields. Can you talk to me about that just a second? Yes, people have either good energy or bad energy, good voltage, bad voltage, good vibration, bad vibration. Right. Uh, vibration's a wonderful subject once you get into it and you start to understand what's going on. It's fascinating. I know, that's why now, you fascinate me, Mr. Maurice. <laughs> but go ahead. <laughs> now, some, some people, they come into the room and the bad energy is all over them. It's like having a bad chimpanzee on their shoulder. Right. That's the way I look at it. Okay. And, and all these chimpanzees, some of them come in with a chimpanzee here, a chimpanzee there, a chimpanzee on the head. And these are all bad things they've done. It's guilt interfering with their vibration. Oh, okay. The guilt, guilt changes your frequency. When you, you do things wrong, so when you do things wrong, like if you lie or cheat or steal, it changes your vibration. Of course it does. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, and uh, what happens is these chimpanzees or these monkeys need feeding all the time. And, uh -huh. and the person has to keep lying and keep doing bad things and keep feeding the monkeys to keep, they've got to have a good memory as well. And they, this good memory starts to affect the intellectual brain because they think, what was the lie I told last week? What was the lie I told the week before? And the monkeys start talking to each other and it's complete chaos around these people. Now, do these and, people start to kind of lose their memory because of it? Not necessarily lose their memory. Don't forget, uh, we have to look at what memory is because you, you're shooting off at different things here. I'm trying to go that way. No, and, I and know. It's fine. I, I know, but I'm just thinking you're, you're as you're talking. <laughs> But every time, every time you pull me off, I, there's a whole new book there. It's not, it's not just a thread. It's not just a thread. It's like, it's like pulling for wigs on end if I go that way. So I'm very reticent to jump in. Well, Maurice, I'm interested in all this stuff. Okay, so let's go back to the monkey on the back, and that's where the monkey on okay. the back comes into play, huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now we have, we we have pain in hell. There are four primary mechanisms to living in hell when god designed hell he, he made sure there are four mechanisms okay uh one is uh pain so that uh when we feel pain it pushes us away and of course love is the corollary of pain when we love we are pulled towards different things okay. different people different animals different situations right. now there are different forms of pain there is intellectual pain which gives us if it gets really bad, a nervous breakdown. There is an emotional pain, which is heartache, which gives right. us a broken heart. Right. There is spiritual pain, which is guilt from remorse from the things we've done wrong in the past or lied and, and, and cheated and stuff like that. Uh, that's spiritual pain. And uh, in hell, we live in a, a world where the living eat the dead. 
I mean, this should give you a bit of a clue of where we are. Mm-hmm. And lesser species like insects eat the living. They'll go outside and they'll start eating us, all the mosquitoes and that. So, I mean, this is physical pain. So clearly you begin to wonder what kind of a world, if you've got a mind, an intellect of your own, you begin to wonder about the great questions of life that people have struggled with since uh, mankind appeared on the planet, such as what is God? What is the devil? What is heaven? What is hell? What is good? What is bad? Uh, All these, these very, very important questions, which modern society not only ignores, but pulls us away from trying to find the answers to. It distracts us with football games, with entertainment. I mean, it's fascinating. In England, the Queen of England gives awards to human beings who, who they say have done outstanding achievements, who have achieved things above and beyond the call of duty. And a lot of these people are actors and sportsmen who distract us from thinking about the important questions of life. What they do is they entertain us and make us laugh and they don't make us think inside. Now, when we start to think we, we have these four bodies, the intellectual body, the emotional body, the physical body and the spiritual body. When they start to have a, a, a discourse between themselves, what happens is they blend intellectual knowledge with feeling from the heart. They, they blend spiritual knowledge, information from God and God is inside us. God is inside every right. fetus before right. it's born. Right. So you could, the way I look at things I've learned because people say, well, if you're how come you figured out gravity and 10,000 blokes haven't figured out gravity? What's so clever about you? Well, I'll tell you what's so clever about me. I know I'm not clever because I'm <laughs> I not love intelligent. It. I love because it. there's no such thing as intelligent. So when I go to bed and I say, dear God, can you explain to me how gravity works? Why should I do your work for you? Why have a God and bark yourself? You tell me how gravity works while I'm asleep. There you go. That's so when perfect. I wake up in the morning, no. when I wake up in the morning, just like the, the, the gods inside the swallow, right. God can't, I can't think about gravity when I'm looking at you. That's true. Because I'm having impure thoughts. That's true. I'm thinking, Nancy, <laughs> I'm thinking Nancy's washed her hair. I Those did. I did. Hey, Where did she get that? Where did she get that picture? You see, my brain is you. all messed up. It's I'm messing you. everything up. I'm God can't you. come in with all these bad things coming through my eyes and all these bad things coming through my heart. Right. And my So the key is let God do the donkey work. He'll sort it out. He loves He loves to have, you know, give well, a dog I've a bowl and this. play with you. We got to get a commercial break again, Maurice. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> you are wonderful. And it's so fun to talk to you today. Hey, you guys, you got to pick up his book. It's called Future Science. Now, Maurice, how do they get your book? How do, how do we get if we want to? Well, you can get you can get the, all my books off my website. OK, uh, which is now. And you can even get Future Science off web, off, off Amazon. They okay. didn't ban my work until after I published Future Science. OK. So right. now what's you your website? Match. What's your website? Yeah, www.mauricecottrell.com. Got it. Okay, this is Nancy Earl. This is High Road to Humanity, and we will be right back. Hang on. We have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, to book your first 30-minute coaching session for free to get you on your high road. Do you struggle with knowing the right food for your lifestyle? Is there really a one right way to eat? As a chronic dieter, I was always so confused by the food rules and the fad diets. Where to even start? That's why I decided to go into health coaching. As your health coach, I will help you find the solution that is right for you. I will help you find balance. Unlike most dietitians and nutritionists, I focus on a whole person approach, not just food. I address stress sleep patterns, underlying root issues, and so many other contributing factors to health. And as a mental illness survivor, I love talking about ways to fire up brain health. 
If you're interested in learning more and maybe even a complimentary consultation, contact me at www.sparkingwholeness.com or message me on Instagram through the handle sparkingwholeness. And now let's get back to the show. We will be right back on High Road to Humanity. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or download directly from Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, so you never miss an episode of The High Road. Hi, this is Nancy Yearout. This is High Road to Humanity. I'm here today with Maurice Cutterell. Gosh, we're having a wonderful conversation here about heaven and hell and people. And I love how you talk about the distractions because that seems to be what is going on here. Um, we've lost our spiritual way. Now, I know there's people like you and I who are trying to help other people get it back because I guess I think, you know, and, and maybe you do too, the more people we can enlighten, um, maybe we've done something to help humanity. What do you think? Even greater than that, you've done something to help yourself. Right. You were born to purify your soul and get your soul to heaven. Right. If you can do that, you've done what you came for. Now you can say, well, let's help humanity. We don't have a duty to help humanity. We have a duty to love each other. And by loving each other, clearly it will help humanity. But that's incidental. It's, it's aside from what we need to do. It's, it's, a, it's a good byproduct of uh, loving each other and, you know, uh, making spiritual progress. Right. But what, what, what I'd just like to say is about heaven and hell and life and death and, and uh, living and living and dying. Right. Because it's very important. Sometimes I think of these things and they go and they don't come back again. And that's why I, I try to pin them down when right. I get a chance. Right. But the fact is, every human being dies every night. Right. When we go to sleep. You will die tonight. You die. That's it. Nancy's dead tonight. <laughs> Now, the fact is, you'll, you'll probably wake up again in the morning and come back to life. Right. But you don't see it that way. You think you've been asleep. OK, now what's been happening is, you know, when we first got the computers in about 1995, I think it was, right. and you switched off your computer, it went through a scan disk routine. And it sorted all the files out <clears throat> and it, it, it sorted all the memories out and it shuffled all the memories around before you switched off your computer. So that when it set up again, it didn't store all the junk that you'd looked at on the web. It only stored the good stuff, the stuff you'd saved. It put it in alphabetical order, put it in filing cabinets and files. So it tidies up your computer. Okay. And that's what happens. That's what happens with your brain. Every day we have 12 hours of nonsense going around us, 12 hours of visual stimuli, audio stimuli, uh, sensory stimuli, all kinds of stimuli coming in. 99% is garbage. So the brain needs to sort it out before you go to sleep. Otherwise, you'd be a fruitcake in the morning. You wouldn't okay. be able to think because there'd be so much nonsense in your brain. Got it. So at night, you disappear, God takes over, he starts moving the files around, he decides what you need to save and what you don't need to save. And so the next day you can get up and wake up. But another thing's happened, when you're dead, you're not interfering with God. God's playing in your body like a child in a garden. He's having fun. He's not just sorting your files out. So I'm going to stop so, you a second. So if you ask God before you go to bed and you have something and you need to be healed and you say, God, I need you to heal me while I'm asleep. That's when he does those miraculous things, correct? Not in can... my experience. Not in no. my experience. No? Okay. What, I, what I say is, I'm not well. I'm sick. There's something wrong with me. Please give me the intellectual understanding so I can find out what's wrong with me and find a cure so I can cure myself. Okay. I don't ask God to heal me. I ask him to help me to figure it heal out. Heal yourself. I gotcha. I gotcha. Love it. Okay. Thanks. Okay. Nice. Okay. And he'll, it's like with gravity. I say, explain how gravity works. Right. And next day I wake up with all these strange ideas and formulas. And now I've got to sit down and figure out what they all mean. And okay. sometimes it takes months or years, Right. but he's done all he can. That's all he can do. So is that what you so did? Want... I mean, when you were getting into this, is that how you handled this? You said, God, I want to know how to do this. And, and that's how it all started to come to you. 
It did. I remember that it was, I'll tell you what it was. It was 2007. Okay. It was January the 1st. And on January the 1st, my wife and I sit down on the couch in the, in the living room, the settee, every year. And we say, what are we going to do this year? What okay. are we going to do? And she's saying, I might do some bit of gardening, put a new garden over here or do a bit of this. She'll say, what are you going to do? And I said, I don't know. I said, I figured out astrology. I figured out what God is. I figured out what the devil is. I said, there's nothing left. There's only gravity <laughs> left. So she said, well, why don't you figure out gravity? I said, okay, I'll start tomorrow. <laughs> so I started January the 2nd. I love it. Now I know it was February the 14th. It was Valentine's Day. And I figured out the basic mechanism of how it had to work. Now how it worked, but how it had to work. And that was because every night I went to bed, I said to God, tell me how gravity works. Now, if you get anything, if you want to know anything, just ask God before you go to sleep. Now, sometimes it'll take 28 nights before you get the answer. Why 28 nights? Because that's what you've been expecting. Ah. The sun spins once every 28 days. Okay. And you've got to go through every possibility of those 28 possibilities before you might get the right one. Gotcha. So sometimes it takes 28 days. If you say, I'd like to understand nuclear physics, it could take 28 days before he'll tell you what happens is my wife will bring a book home and she'll say, that's what you need. She won't know what's in the book. She'll say, I just thought this is what you needed it. Okay. Right. I opened the book and there it is. Okay. She's like my little helper. I see. So clearly when I sat down with gravity and thought, okay, I have to look back at at gravity and if you look at uh, future science this is the book we we're talking about yeah we're, we're talking about today yeah yeah one of my heroes is uh emmanuel velikovsky and he was a, a scientist an independent scientist what that means is a thorn in the side of science independent scientist mm-hmm. in the 1950s and okay. uh he was he was an outsider people didn't like him because he had good ideas they were afraid they were afraid of him they were intimidated by him very much so right he gave an address and it's in the uh, foreword to the book to the uh, graduate college forum of princeton university in 1953 and he said this science today as in the days of newton lies before us like a great uncharted ocean and we have not yet sailed very far from the coast of ignorance In the study of the human soul, we have learned only a few mechanisms of behavior as directed from the subconscious mind, but we do not know what thinking is or what memory is. In biology, we do not know what life is. The age of basic discoveries is not yet at its end, and you are not latecomers for whom no fundamentals are left to discover. As I see many of you today, I visualize some of you in 10, 20 or 30 years from now as fortunate discoverers. Those of you who possess inquisitive and challenging minds, the will to persist and an urge to store knowledge. Don't be afraid to face facts. Never lose your ability to ask the questions, Mm -hmm. why and how. Be in this like a child. All fruitful ideas have been conceived in the minds of nonconformists for whom the known was still the unknown, who often went back to begin where others passed by, sure of the way, their way. The truth of today is the heresy of yesterday. Well, I couldn't have put it any better. And that's right. why I put it in the, in the forward. You know, and it's funny, Maurice, because I marked that part of the book to read as well. How funny that you would read that. Because I, I thought that was profound as well. That's crazy. Um, you know, why, I know we have a lot to talk about today and we don't have a ton of time. I wanted to um, talk a little bit about global warming. And I also wanted to talk a little bit about the Zodiac. Can you maybe address, um, you know, a lot of people are saying this global warming thing. Can you talk about what it really is? There are two schools of thought. Okay. Uh, one of them says there is global warming. Another one says there is no global warming. There's okay. two arguments. Now, the problem is measuring the temperature. In Ireland, it depends. The temperature depends on which way the wind's coming from. Mm-hmm. If it's coming from the North Pole, it's cold. Okay. If it's coming from the south, it's hot. So you cannot measure temperature locally. It's no good trying to measure temperature in Texas, New York, or Ireland. So the only way to measure temperature is to see how much ice there is at the poles. Because if the ice 
melts, then the sea levels rise. Mm -hmm. So this question is, are the ice caps melting? That would be uh, evidence of that would be if the sea levels were rising. Well, they say sea levels are rising. But when I go to the beach today, it looks exactly the same as it did 50 years ago. Okay. So I don't know the truth. I can't get the information. So I don't know if it's rising or if it's not rising. <clears throat> the second question is, if it is rising, is it rising because of man-made activity? Or is it uh, uh, rising because of natural na nature, mm -hmm. uh, the sunspot cycle, which goes up and down, temperatures rise every 18,100 39 years. That's okay. one of the aspects of my work. Right. The sunspot cycle rises and falls. The amount of radiation coming off the sun varies every 18,000 years. Well, we've only been measuring global warming for 150. <laughs> so how would we know? We've got a lot further to go before we can get a clear picture. Yeah. So I, I have agree. The, these two different ar people arguing over global warming. Mm -hmm. Now, the thing is, if it's caused by man-made activity, clearly the problem uh, with man-made activity is industrial activity. Industrial activity creates heat and carbon uh, monoxide, which causes temperatures to rise through the greenhouse effect. Now, the, uh, the problem is going back to the uh, ice ages, Velikovsky, Emmanuel Velikovsky, <clears throat> He pointed out a problem with uh, global warming and, and temperature rises. And let me see if I can reconsider the argument as he, as he laid it down. He said, in order to uh, have ice grow on the poles, you've got to evaporate more seawater. The seawater then turns to ice, sleet and snow. The snow falls on the poles. The poles get more ice. But in order for the, to get more water to evaporate, to create more ice, if it gets hotter to evaporate the water, then the poles melt. Right. So it's a paradox. Hotter weather does not produce more ice. Right. That makes total sense to me. Hey, Maurice, we've got to go to commercial break again. And we've got one more segment left. You guys, I'm here today with Maurice Cotterell. I want you to check out his book. Just get it from his website. It's mauricecotterell.com. It's called Future Science. And it's amazing. And all the things that he's talking about today are in this book. This is Nancy Yearout. This is High Road to Humanity. And we will be right back. Hang on, we have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, to book your first 30 minutes coaching session for free to get you on your high road. Do you feel like something is missing in your life? Do you feel lost or alone? Do the things you buy for yourself lose their luster quickly? Are you searching for fulfillment within your heart and soul? What if you were given the ability to change your life for the better? To create what you want for yourself? What if I told you you have the ability to tap into the universal energy to design the life you desire? This was my discovery many years ago. As a businesswoman and a single mom, I had no choice but to pay attention to what the universe was revealing to me. And I learned how to use it for my benefit. When you wake up and pay attention to the messages that the universe is showing you, your life will change for the better. Because we all hold the ability to tap into the universal energy to enhance our love life, our career, our finances, anything you wish. This energy was created for our use and it's free. Now, I'm excited to share this information with you in my book, Wake Up. The universe is speaking to you. It's available to you on my website at www.nancyyearout.com. That's N-A-N-C-Y-Y-E-A-R-O-U-T.com, Barnes & Noble, and Amazon. And thanks for picking up my book. And may the energy of the universe bless you. the millions of women each month who listen to Wise Health for Women Radio. Women are pressed daily to give more, learn more, and be more, often at the expense of mind, body, or spirit. 
join us for Revitalizing Conversations on fresh ways to view your limited time, encouraging new, healthier perspectives. You provide a special spark to those around you, and you manage many roles, entrepreneur, mom, wife, coach, friend, daughter, and more. Here's a great way to inspire and nurture you. On Wise Health for Women Radio, host Linda Crater and her amazing guests share how to move toward your wishes and dreams and find what is possible in your busy life. If not today, then when? Take steps to flourish over 40. Join us on Wise Health for Women Radio, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, on iTunes, and more at wisehealthforwomenradio.com. Helping women thrive. We want to thank you so much for listening to High Road to Humanity. This is where Nancy and her guests tell stories that will guide you and enlighten your mind and soul. Now, welcome back to the High Road. Hi, this is Nancy Urell. This is High Road to Humanity. I'm here today talking about future science with Maurice Cutterell. Maurice. The global warming thing has been a real argument with people, and it's become like a political thing here in the United States. So I'm glad that you're addressing it and that you do address it in the book. One thing I want to talk about that I found really super, super interesting is, and you started, you touched on it a little bit, the planets and the stars and the astrology and how um, the fetus is affected uh, at birth and, and how the planets influence and determination of a personality at conception. Would you mind talking about that a little bit? I just find it fascinating. Sure. Uh, I think on the last program, I showed you my model of the sun. You did. You did. Okay. And uh, <coughs> excuse me. what's going on is the sun has, uh, and my model's not with me today. It's on the windowsill over there. That's okay. <laughs> Can we get the model? Sure. The yes, model? sir. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Please. Okay. This is yes. a model of the sun. Oh, okay. yes. I remember. This was so awesome. Okay, you guys, check this out. Go ahead. Okay. Now, the sun has uh, four magnetic fields around its equator. So we've got a magnetic field here. That's a negative one. Say north, south, north, south. Right. Which is negative, positive, negative, positive. Mm-hmm. And it's also got... Uh, a magnetic uh, field from the the North Pole to the South Pole. Mm -hmm. And if we break that down to something like that, then what we've got is the North Polar field. If we start, the sun spins every month. It takes 28 days for the equator to spin once. And it takes 37 days for the North Pole to spin once. And during that time, the Earth goes around the sun uh, once every year. Right. So okay. what we find is as the sun's spinning in space, it, sh- it showers us firstly with negative electrons, their uh, electrical particles, negative particles for seven days. Then it showers us with seven days positive, seven days negative, seven days positive every 28 days. Mm-hmm. And that's what regulates the uh, menstrual cycle in females. That's what regulates fertility on Earth. <clears throat> And this is why the ancient civilizations worship the sun and they worship the sun as a god of fertility. Now, that would be the case, positive, negative, positive, negative. But the North Pole, when that moves through one of these fields, if it moves through field number one, it disturbs field number one. So the first 28 days, we don't get field number one. What we get is mixed. Excuse me. Neither negative nor positive. Then we get positive, negative, positive. So what the code of radiation coming off the sun in the first month is two, three, four. The next month, the North Pole mixes up field number two. So we get one, three, four. This is mixed. The next month we get one, two, four. And the next month we get one, two, three. So the four codes of radiation, that radiation flows towards the Earth. It gets caught in the Van Allen belts that protect the Earth. The magnetic field of the Earth changes every day during that 28-day period. Mm-hmm. The magnetic field affects the brain, the pituitary in females, and the hypothalamus. That affects the timing hormone melatonin. That affects the menstrual cycle, and that's what affects fertility and the fertility hormones, estrogen, progesterone, test- testosterone in men, estrogen, progesterone in females. Right. So this results in 12 personalities 
uh, of mankind. And these 12 personalities were deliberately designed by God so that we wouldn't agree with each other. Because what it means is, if you look at a human being's brain, mm -hmm. <clears throat> what you'll find is, is that, for example, what we call a water sign, say, for example, Pisces, might have a part of the brain burned out here. But the next month, say Taurus, they have a part of the brain burned oh, out wow. there. Wow, that's the cool. Gemini have a part of the brain burned out there. Okay. The next month, Cancer have a part of the brain burned out there. Right. And then you get the four water signs, the four earth signs, four air signs, four uh, fire signs caused by these four different fields. So It's pretty cool the way he set it up, huh? Very, very cool. And that's so that we all argue with each other, because if we didn't argue, one day somebody would stand up and say, I feel really depressed. I'm going to kill myself. Do you think that's a good idea? I do. Well, oh. if we all thought the same way, everybody would say, yeah, let's all kill ourselves. <laughs> oh I think it's a great God. idea. <laughs> right. I'm with so you. So life will stop. So you can't have it that way. I so see. he made us argue so that when one guy says, I'm really depressed, I'm going to kill myself. The next guy says, OK, Buster, you get on with it. I've got things to do. Right. So <laughs> yeah. argue, yeah. And that way life continues. So yeah. hell doesn't stop. Hell goes on and on forever and ever because hell is perfect. And, you know, everything's been, been designed to keep us here in hell and keep coming back. We can't escape. So, we, we come in, so your philosophy, and I agree with you, is that we keep coming back until our vibration is high enough that we're able to be absorbed back up into God, into the light. Yes. Well, right. God wants us back. When God sends us down, we might be a one volt fetus. Right. When he takes us back, he wants to make some profit. Right. If you're nine volts, if you're nine volts, when you go back to him, he's made eight eight volts profit well and so he grows and and so he god grows. expands god expands so yeah i just bigger and bigger and yeah. more god is more love which is more love more love okay. so god gets bigger and bigger through living things like mankind right but you're the only person i've ever heard explain this and it feels proper to me it feels right because it makes a whole lot of sense it really does yeah. it's not that complicated it's actually pretty simple Right. Once you understand it, everything's simple. Yes. But getting there is very, very, sometimes very, very difficult. For example, once I figured out how gravity had to work, it took me two years to figure out how it did work. Once I figured out how it did work, it took me two years to find a way of explaining it. Mm -hmm. And then when I found out how to explain it, it took me two years to write the book. Right. And, and then, then when you write the book, everybody wants to kill you. I they know. Say, I, was, <laughs> I was just going to say <laughs> that. How's the reaction it's been? Yeah, it's been <laughs> it's been difficult since you wrote the book. Has talk about that. We've only got maybe five minutes left. I want you to address that if you would a little, because I just think the work you do is phenomenal. But you've had a real hard time with some of this stuff. Can you talk about that a little bit? I could talk about it a little bit. It's too okay. hard. You would never believe me. But uh, yeah, I would. But go know, ahead. I sent uh, I sent my paper on gravity when I wrote it to the Institute of Physics in uh, England. Okay. And uh, they will do anything except publish it, especially from an engineer, because they want a physicist to discover gravity, not an engineer. Gotcha. I sent it to the, to the Institute of Engineering, and they agreed to put it in their uh, research paper database file. Okay. But they can't say it's good because they're engineers. <laughs> they're not the authority right. to vouchsafe for the physicists. So the Institute of Physicists then went to war with the Institute of Engineers, saying you can't put that in your database. We're the ones who say which is right and which is wrong. Mm, so they're, God. Said, they're God. They're <laughs> yeah, God. What's wrong with my paper? You tell me what's wrong. And they said, well, we can't find anything wrong. And they never have found anything wrong. Years later, they, I said, well, why aren't you going to publish it to have it peer reviewed by right. ex so-called experts in the field, right. which is a misnomer anyway, because there can't be any experts. I'm the only expert. It's my work. So how can anybody else judge it? It's, it's ludicrous. The whole system's fake. It's all fraud. It's right. all built on straw. So they said, we're not going to publish it. And they gave three reasons. One, it's completely new. Two, there is nothing in it that we have been working on. Oh, and oh three, my goodness. Yeah, three, there is no mathematics. Do not bother us again with this, in connection with this uh, correspondence. And that's the end of it. Wow. Now, since then, once you understand how gravity works, you can understand how we don't understand anything. You know, they don't understand, you know, Velikovsky 
he's my hero because he said, why is there salt in the ocean? Where did he come from? I don't know. And it gets worse. Where did the water come from? We don't know. What's water? Oh, we know what water is. It's H2O, two hydrogen atoms and one oxygen atom. Are we clever with our white coats? And we, can, we know what water is. Well, why is it if I let two, two tanks of hydrogen and oxygen off in a room, why doesn't it turn to water? Oh. Oh, well, we don't know. <laughs> well, how does the hydrogen, how does the hydrogen stick to the oxygen? Ah, hydrogen bonding. Well, what's hydrogen bonding? We don't know. Well, I know it's gravity bonding. That's what hydrogen bonding is. Okay. Now I know what makes water stick together. I know I can use anti-gravity to separate them. So I can make hydrogen, which means we can stop using oil next week. In seven days time, we need not be dependent on oil. We are now in a position to make free hydrogen for everybody, cars, planes, trains, factories, homes. We can run them on hydrogen using anti-gravity. But, but it's not profitable. Need... Right. It's not profitable. So they don't want to do it. Well, it's not profitable, but they've got unlimited money supplies anyway. Don't forget. They make the money. They're in then control why not, of everything. Then why not just do it? Why not just go for because, it? You know? Because they're masters of hell. They are the masters of hell. These are the Freemasons. They, <laughs> in about 15, the year 1580, they said it's just too difficult, all this hell stuff, trying to get to heaven, increase your voltage, loving each other. Why don't we just take over the planet and use all the peasants to, to earn, to give us money, and we'll be in control, control of knowledge, the colleges, the universities, the schools. We'll be in control of the hospitals. We'll be in control of the, the scientific institutions. We'll be in control of the banks. We'll be in control of its power. It's not money, it's power. It's power, and, uh, right. That, and there's a handful you know, of people that are running the show. Running the whole world. Right. Yes, they're running hell. And they know that if they... Get up. That's why they, these people live to 100 years old. They know that if they keep on working beyond the age of 70, then when they come back as their granddaughter, they'll get all the money back again. So they it's never crazy. retire. It's crazy. That's why all these rich entrepreneurs, all these billionaires, and they're also told once they join the Freemasons, they're told they can't give money away because if you give money away, you stop making hell hell and you stop everybody else going to heaven. So you mustn't make life easy. You've got to make life difficult for everybody. And that's why we find ourselves in the difficult situation we do. But now people seem to be waking up. We've got about one minute to go. But I feel like with you, with me, there's a lot of different people out there who are looking for answers. And, you know, it's starting to come to fruitation. What do you think? What do you feel about that, Maurice? Yes, but the people don't know what's going on. You haven't scratched the surface. There are some people who are aware. We see them in the media. We see them on the web and so on. <clears throat> they haven't got a clue what the Freemasons are up to. You said I've had a hard time. While I've been in Ireland, the CIA have tried to kill me three times. Wow. The CIA are the enforcement arm of the Freemasons. That's what they do, kill people. And because that's what the Freemasons do. If we know Because they much. don't want gravity. Right. They don't want gravity. They don't want me telling people how gravity works. They want control. They don't want people to find out how the world works, how to get to heaven. They don't want any of that getting out. They don't want people to know we're in hell. And that's why Amazon have banned the book now. They, they're still selling future science. But Amazon, they struck a deal with uh, the CIA in uh, 2013 with a company called Amazon Web Services. And they now supply uh, uh, the CIA with data storage and handling facilities, and they struck a deal of $600 million. In September 2020, they hired a guy called Hay Alexander. He was the head of the NSA. He was the guy who was tapping everybody's phones in America. Now he's been hired to collect all the data from Alexa machines around the world to get dirt on everybody. And this That's, is why we I, no I know, and I believe that. I believe that. Hey, listen, we got to get out of here for today. Maurice, you're going to have to come back and see me again because we always have wonderful conversations and we always have so much to talk about. And I just want to say to you, thank you for all this work that you've been doing. And thanks for connecting with the divine and bringing some of this information to us. It's a big deal. And I appreciate it. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Hey, you guys, we got to get out of here today. But if 
please pick up his book. It's amazing. It's Maurice Cotterell and it's M-A-U-R-I-C-E. The last name is C-O-T-T-E-R-E-L-L. This is Nancy Yerell. This is High Road to Humanity. You guys, we will see you next week and thanks for joining us. Take care. Hey, you guys, join me next week on The High Road for more stories filled with wisdom, love, and hope for our future. Have a fabulous week and know that by staying on The High Road, you will make it to your destination. Visit my website, nancyyearout.com, where you can book a private session to learn how to tap into your own abilities. And check out my YouTube channel. It's Nancy Yearout's High Road to Humanity. You can achieve your goal